Hey friends, and welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Ren, and I'm so glad you're here. I pray that this is the place where you will feel encouraged by hearing God's stories from my friends that I share. Every time you download an episode of the Friends of a Feather podcast, I want for you to feel seen by God, to feel encouraged in your daily life, and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents He has given you. If this is the first time you've tuned in, or if you've been joining in for a while, you are welcome here, friend. Okay, so in Memphis, Tennessee, it is rainy today. It's nice and warm, but it is a little rainy. So I hope that the weather finds you in a good spot today. Thank you for those of you who entered the giveaway. I am going to announce that winner later today. And even if you didn't get a chance to leave a review, there's always time. If you go to your podcast app on your phone, you can click five stars and leave a one-line review. I would be so grateful. So last week, I promised you some really exciting news that is coming up for the Friends of a Feather community. I haven't even shared it on social media yet, but starting on June the 7th on the podcast, I am hosting my first ever summer series and will focus our content on the Enneagram. It is the hot topic everyone is talking about, and it's going to be a great series. If you don't know anything about the Enneagram, it's a typing personality system. Learning the Enneagram helps you distinguish your strengths, your weaknesses, and the motivation behind them. It is so intriguing and has been very helpful to me in my daily relationships. We're going to share how listeners can get the inside scoop of their Enneagram type and be able to use that knowledge to integrate their gifting and talents in their daily lives. I am so excited. On the podcast, it's my desire to share tools that have been helpful to me, whether it be a friend's story who has encouraged me, a book I have gleaned practical advice from, or a podcast I enjoy listening to. So to host this incredible series this summer will be a perfect match. Michelle Dyer, a certified behavioral specialist and trained in the Enneagram, is joining me for a nine-episode series this summer. So when you're leaving that review on iTunes podcast, go ahead and click the subscribe button so you will not miss any of these episodes. So exciting. Okay, before we get to today's chat, I want to say thank you to the sponsor of today's episode, The Spirit-Filled Magazine. In April of 2018, Rebecca Hargraves had the idea pop into her head to produce a magazine for Christian women of all ages, stages, and backgrounds that would encourage and equip them to walk by the Spirit. She asked her friend and graphic design guru, Kayla Nelson, to come on as creative director. And in January of 2019, the first issue of Spirit-Filled Woman magazine released. I love that, y'all. The ministry is consistently growing to include a blog, newsletter, and shop containing mugs and tumblers, t-shirts, scripture cards, home decor items, and Bible study journals to equip each member of the family to walk by the Spirit in grace and truth. You can find out more at spiritfilledwomanmag.com or follow along on Instagram at spiritfilledwomanmag. Okay, let's get to today's episode. It's episode 78, and my guest is Valerie Warner. 
I remember meeting Val through a direct message on Instagram a few years ago. Val has a heart for women knowing God's truth and putting it into practice. She is so relatable. She's so real. And y'all, she's the one that designed the prayer journal, Val Marie Paper, that I'm such a fan of. Today on the podcast, Val and I talk about her new book that is coming out April 9th, which is next week. I am reading it, and let me just tell you, I have underlined so much of it. I'm like, Val, you're writing about me. (laughs) I have followed along with her since first meeting on Instagram and have been able to interview her along with her twin sister, Nat, about their God stories. They were on episode 46 and 47 if you want to check those out. Okay, let's get to it. This is episode 78 with my guest, Val Warner. Hey, Val. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here again. Yes. Yes. The last (laughs) time, it was last year that I interviewed you, Val, and your sister, Nat, when we were talking about being twins and both of your businesses. So welcome back. Yes. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Okay. So if somebody didn't catch the last one, I'm going to link it in the show notes. If y'all did not catch the last episode that I had Val on, um, tell everybody a little bit about you and your family and kind of what area of the country you're in and what you do day to day. Yeah. Um, I am Valerie Warner and me and my husband, Tyler have been married for almost nine years. We have two little girls, Vivian Vanna, who are five and a half and almost three. And we live in South Louisiana and I run a, a, a business called Valerie Paper. We sell prayer journals, and I just get to share about prayer, motherhood, you know, books that I love, all kinds of stuff like that through that outlet. Well, and I love it. I remember I was just telling you this, that the first time that I remember um, just commenting on one of your, I guess, sending you a DM in Instagram, you had posted a quote that you had heard from your pastor quoting E.M. Bounds. And that same morning at church, my pastor had quoted. And I was like, wait, do we go to the same church? It was hilarious. (laughs) And you were like, I'm in, I was like, where are you? And you're like, I'm in Louisiana. I'm like, okay, I'm in Tennessee. Never mind. But it was really neat that our pastors had both said the same, I mean, similar, uh, something from Ian Bounds. So. Ian Bounds is awesome. He's a, yeah, great, uh, great resource for, on prayer, right? Yes. Yes. He has so many books on prayer. It's crazy. Mm. Well, you are my favorite prayer journal. I have been using it and I love it. I did the fresh start. I did. I know everybody that listens to the podcast knows I am super passionate about, um, your prayer journals and your heart. And I love following along with you. So I am so excited you're here. I want to talk about something new that's coming out for you. Tell us what is come, what is going to be new at the 1st of April for you. <laughs> um, I have a book coming out called Grumpy Mom Takes a Holiday. Yes. And tell me what what is what is a grumpy mom to you? Like if when you hear the words yeah. grumpy mom, what does that mean? Um, I think for me, so I always think about myself in this just so I'm not like projecting on other people. But for me, I know I have a naturally melancholy personality and just the littlest everyday circumstances of life can pull me down. And I think just the this idea of grumpy mom is just somebody who is like, um, living motherhood, not 
quite like God had in mind for us, or maybe not Mm -hmm. didn't have in mind for us, but the gift that is available to us. Mm -hmm. Um, We're just not enjoying the whole thing. Um, So yeah, like it's, it doesn't mean that you're like constantly have a scowl on your face or screaming (laughs) at your kids every minute of the day, but just not living as joyfully and renewed in this, like satisfied with motherhood as we could be. Mm, That's great. Well, and I love the book. I love the cover of it. Uh, It has sunglasses at the top and it says, say goodbye to stress, tired and anxious and say hello to renewed joy in motherhood. And boy, that's like what we want. That's what every mother wants is that renewed joy um, to get rid of that grumpy mom. She takes a holiday. So I want to I want to talk a little bit about the name. How did you come up with grumpy mom takes a holiday? You know, it's crazy because this happened with the first book that I wrote and it actually happened with the book that I want to write next. Mm. But the day that I come out up with the outline, I feel like, or I just feel like it, it's, it's kind of like I have this idea brewing in my head, you know, like, Oh, I want to write a book on motherhood. Don't really know what it's going to be about. Mm. And I don't really force it. And then one day I just wake up and I just feel like I have all these ideas. And in this case I put, I wrote out the outline, like every chapter that I wanted to write. Um, which stayed pretty much the same as what's actually in the book. And the title just came to me, I think just feeling like we, the phrase that that I came up with whenever I wrote this was every mom needs an escape, not from motherhood, but from the world's definition of it. And that's really this idea is that the, a grumpy mom um, is escaping just the what the world is trying to say that we are about motherhood, but also like you're getting rid of grumpy mom. So you're kind of sending her somewhere else. But we know that this can happen without escaping. Like you don't have to have a day at the spa to like rejuvenate your motherhood. And you can't, like we can't, like most moms do not have the opportunity to just do that every time they get frustrated because right. we would be gone all the time. Um, <laughs> So yeah, yeah, it's just um, figuring out a way to be refreshed when you're like hiding out in your bathroom closet or something, mm-hmm. or your well, bathroom closet, your bathroom or your closet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I love on page 77, that is so funny that you said all that. I mean, I think that's the main gist of the book, but I underlined, and let me tell you, okay, so I'm I'm about halfway through, okay, but I have underlined, there is rare rarely have I gone past a page that has not had a lot of <laughs> underlines in this book I will tell you um That's awesome. I I I've related with so much of what you said and like one page it said wowzers she is me this is me. Like I related <laughs> so much. And that's what I was, you know, asking you, cause I know you're an Enneagram one on the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of tells me a few things. And then I'm an Enneagram six. And I was like, wait, this is me. This is me. But I think it's just, you are super relatable. And I think that's why everybody loves your prayer journal so much because they're very practical. It's what we need. Um, And on page 77, you said, the way to fight grumpy mom is not to escape permanently. It's to redirect our hearts back to God's best on a daily basis, especially when we feel the tug to let our circumstances determine our reaction. Ooh, Nellie, that is it, right? That is yeah. it. Because it's not just a one-time, oh, yeah, I'm a grumpy mom, but now I'm not. I'm happy. It's a daily, and sometimes it's a moment-by-moment basis. Oh, yeah. And we have, I love that. 
Oh yeah, I was gonna say we have so many opportunities to 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 just flip a switch, become grumpy. And for what was happening um, at one point in my motherhood was something would happen and I would it would ruin the rest of the afternoon. Like it would mm-hmm. just be ruined. And then I would kind of just chalk it up to this like okay, it'll be better tomorrow kind of thing. And I didn't realize that I could change something in the moment and then go back out to my kids. And I I keep saying go back out because seriously, like just running to my bathroom or, you know, like Mm -hmm. just getting away for a few minutes. I feel like that's what we do. But whenever I could like take three minutes to think about the lie and we'll get into this, but just like the misconception that the world kind of tells us about motherhood and see how that is affecting my thoughts and causing me to be grumpy and then replacing it with what God really says, mm. I can like step out and be a different mom. Um, it, just because of the truth, like not, not that like I'm having to do these radically different things. I'm just thinking about it differently and that's making it a different situation. But I think the more and more it happens, the easier it'll become for moms, you know, like they're, even though you're going to have all these opportunities for a while, eventually you're, you are going to be responding differently. Like you're, it's not even going to be like, Oh, I just shortened this grumpy moment. It's I'm just having fewer of them too. Mm. And how did you personally get to this point? Cause you're, you're, you've got sweet little baby girls. They're yeah. not babies. I call them babies <laughs> cause they're just so cute on Instagram. But, um, I mean, you have young, young children. So how, how did you get to this? Were you kind of, was there something in your life going on or, or you were before you wrote the book or before you kind of realized, you know, Oh, I've got to go have my, um, my time by myself. Like you said, we can't go to the spa. You know, what led up to that in your own life, realizing that the way you were going wasn't the way you wanted to go in the way that God wants us to go. Um, I think there was like, it came in stages. Like the first one was just being pregnant. And like, you know, like after you get that excitement where like, you don't tell people for a little while. So you get to be in this bubble of excitement Mm. and then you start telling people and not everybody, but some are just quick to remind you like, Oh, you're not going to sleep for the next 20 years. Or like, (laughs) you'll never get to go on a date or like have a conversation that doesn't get interrupted. Mm. And I think this is genuinely like people just wanting like they get nervous when you show so much so much excitement that you're going to be disappointed so they want to prepare you for it mm. but for me because I have a melancholy personality that's like half empty kind of glass mm-hmm. um attitude just naturally that's like that's I really have to fight for joy and mm. whenever I was pregnant I remember writing the goal of just saying like I want to do motherhood differently and talk about it differently so that moms feel more hope in it. And it was really silly of me to make that goal because like I had never been a mom. I did not know what I was getting into. I don't know why I thought I could just be like, yeah, I'm going to come in here and do it, you know, better than anybody else. (laughs) And I really, it wasn't about that. It was more just like God laying on my heart. And so I feel like as I became a mom and I experienced moments where, you know, I'm an introvert. I like my alone time. I, I like I get so rejuvenated from being alone and going Mm. off somewhere and doing my own thing and having my comforts and, you know, like not being interrupted by like nap time and all these things that when, when you have kids and that is, you don't get to choose that as much as you did before, Right. you have to figure something out. And I really feel like our God was so gracious with me to, to make me aware 
of the things that were causing my grumpiness because I, I just feel like I just had to figure it out. If I wasn't, I was going to be miserable mm-hmm. in my motherhood. And mm-hmm. he just, he, he gave me eyes to see that basically. Mm. Well, and I love that, you know, with your prayer journals, uh, I, well, first, let me say this. That is so wise of you, though, as you're pregnant to really think, you know, I still was like rose colored glasses. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> you know, but how wise that is of you to to really realize, OK, I can I've got two, two choices. I can be grumpy and miserable or I can do it God's <clears throat> way, um, which is hard. I mean, let's be honest. It's hard to do things that way sometimes. And um, but it's so good. It's so good. So after I read a chapter in your book, um, you have parts of the book, like part one is surrender. Part two is replenish. In part mm-hmm. one, after I read the, the chapter, I would write one keyword of what that chapter really was boiling down to. And I loved it because I love that chapter one is, is entitled emoji overload. And so I, you know, you know, that's about emotions. So I wrote emotions and then yeah. chapter two, the inconvenience of kids. And I wrote flexibility and yes. chapter three, give me all the massages. And I wrote suffering slash comforts. And yes. then chapter four, hands on like a helicopter. And I wrote worry free slash freedom. And so it helped me to just write those words after I read it of what that really, what spoke to me the most in each of those chapters, because I want, I think this is a very good resource to go back to. I feel like we need to read it, but then that's why I underline in books. I want to go back yes. to it. I want to go back and say, mm-hmm. okay, why am I feeling like I'm entitled to have this comfort? Why am I entitled that I have to have this nap time? I remember when um, Easton, um, I was working part-time and then when, <laughs> when uh, I quit and was home full-time, that's when nap time stopped. And I was like, wait, 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 we're not supposed to stop nap time after mommy quits and comes <laughs> home. Like that's, that's my time. But it's yes. funny how, how the world just says you're entitled to this moms. You, you have to have this. Um, and I feel like your book is so needed for us to realize we are, fulfilled in Christ by us coming to him. It's not to go to anything else. So I want to, that kind of leads me into the next thing you talk about, um, your chapter, when they cry, I eat chocolate. So Mm -hmm. I want to know, how did you know that was like an addiction? I'm saying that in air quotes. And how did you know what to do about it? Um, I, it's, this is going to sound so crazy, but I feel like one day I literally, and I kind of say this in the book, but like I, they were, they were crying. They were both crying. And mm-hmm. I just had this urge for chocolate. It was almost like their, their tears triggered me wanting chocolate. Mm. And then I literally went to the cabinet and ripped it open as fast as I could <laughs> because I just thought as if I get this chocolate, this is going to help me. Like it, I mean, it really mm-hmm. was like somebody who's just trying to like drink, drink themselves to like be able to forget it or something. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking like, I'm not enjoying this chocolate when I do this. I am mm-hmm. looking for it to help me escape what's going on right now. Mm. And honestly, I still eat chocolate pretty much every day. And I do get bummed whenever I don't have it. Um, You know, like, but I have learned those moments that I cannot go to it whenever I'm upset like that, because it's, it's, first of all, I'm going to feel bad after I do it. Not because like, oh my gosh, I like, I eat junk food. I'm not like (laughs) saying that I'm like, 
would freak right. out about that. But just right. that it's like you just go to it with expecting something and then not getting fulfilled, you're going to feel empty after. Mm. Uh, so now I enjoy it. And like me and my girl, like they tried it the other day. Like whenever people try it, it's just like, oh, we talk about what's delicious about it. As silly as it sounds, we're still talking about chocolate. But um, <laughs> I feel like it really does just like, like I can enjoy it now in a completely different way when I'm not dependent on it for, for doing what only God can do basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I feel like that's, um, I think that's kind of like a common self care kind of thing we talk about. And I, I am all for going and having girlfriend time and I'm all about, um, having, you know, um, going out, having a shopping day for fun, or I'm all about, you know, eating chocolate. I'm all about, you know, having ice cream sometimes after my son goes to bed. I mean, I'm all about that, Yeah. but I'm not, what I'm not about is I guess the motive behind it is that we're running Mm -hmm. to it instead of running to Christ. I think that's where, where we're talking about. Correct. Yeah, it's like an escape instead of just addressing the real problem. Mm-hmm. It all goes back to your heart. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so let's say there's a mom that all, I mean, she has a house full of kids, or maybe not, maybe just two or three, uh, or one, like me. What would be the practical advice you would give that mom that um, is maybe having some uh, misconceptions about motherhood or or something? How would you... What would you say to that mom who is struggling and is feels like she's grumpy, feels like she always gets mad at her kids all the time? What practical advice can you give moms in navigating motherhood? And as it relates to the book, what would you say? Yeah. Um, let's see if this like answers so well. But I think like it a lot of our like just recognizing first how the world approaches motherhood. Like go look on Facebook and go look at the memes that are posted right now about motherhood. The things about, you know, like kids being terrors or just to like start noticing that this is the message that is shaping what we believe about motherhood because it's the loudest sound. It's not that we're bad, you know, like inherently, I don't think we're grumpy because we're I mean, obviously we're humans and there's flesh and everything like that, but I think it's just because this is the noisiest thing in our world right now. Mm. And I think the biggest thing we could do is just to start recognizing that the earth is not our home. If we're believers, we're citizens of heaven, we're, you know, heirs to the throne. Like if we really think about that and know that like, this is a foreign place for us, we have made it comfortable and cozy and It feels like home, but it's not our home. And if we can at least know that, like, I at least need to question or take this thought to the Lord before I just believe that it's true, before I just believe that moms can't wash their hair, or, like, all of a sudden I can blame my kids for not being put together when I have never been put together. Mm. Like, I was never dressed to the T before my kids. But it's really easy now to just want to commiserate and start a conversation with a mom and just be like, Oh my gosh, yeah, look, I'm a mess. I like had to get my kids dressed or they're dressed better than me. And we just, it's just so a part of our culture that I think just be stopping and first thinking, let me just see if this is true. Mm. If this lines up with the Bible, I think is going to be so helpful. And I was talking to my sister about the book the other day. She's doesn't have kids yet. 
And um, so she hasn't read the book, but she's like, okay, well, I think I'm going to read it before I have kids because <laughs> basically it's not going to be, you're not going to have to retrain your brain on being a mom. Mm. You're going to be able to just start out fresh yes. and, you know, just know that like you can do motherhood differently and base it off the truth and not this like culture about that the world has about moms. Well, and I feel like that our, it, the thoughts that we think, I feel like that's where it's really where it's where it's won or lost. I've heard that somebody has said the battle is won or lost in your mind, and I feel like yeah. if it, it, and don't you do you agree that that's yes. kind of it? Like it, we if we have thoughts like oh this is happening again, oh they're not sleeping in nap time again, mm-hmm. you know I don't have my time, you know that kind of thing. I think if we stop our thoughts, take those thoughts captive. Like the scripture says, and then, but it's not just, I think you brought this up in the book where it's not just getting rid of the thoughts that are destructive or that are not correct, that are not true, that are untrue, but it's replacing them. You have Mm -hmm. to have it to replace something. And I remember, I think you were at the park or something with someone in, in the book. It was, there was a story that you were about to say something that, something to the effect like that you weren't put together or, or the clothes or something. Yeah. That you were, what was that? I can't, I, I vaguely remember, but I think it was really good of what you replaced it with. Um, I think I just said like, I've always been a tomboy, like something along mm. the lines that like, I was able to bring it back to college. Like, yeah, back in college, I like never wore dresses or something to where it was like, it was about me uh-huh. and not my kids. And uh-huh. I think that, you know, we could lose our identity and our kids too. Moms talk about that all the time. And I think it's just because we have these, these phrases and these things, hot mess mom and things that we just say, mm-hmm. because it unites us and we want to feel united. And even as we've gone through this book as a launch team, the, the women in there are so excited about, you know, changing the conversation or just feeling like the conversation in their head is changing, mm-hmm. but they're nervous on how, and how to do that with mm-hmm. other people because they don't want to look judgy. Mm-hmm. They don't want to look like they're positive poly and just a phony. They're mm-hmm. like, how do we do this in a real way and like not make other people feel shame when they do complain? And I think like just, I, I think that's really important. it's important to recognize because that is why I think we commiserate sometimes is because we just want to relate to other moms and we just need to realize the danger in that. Cause if we know, Hey, I'm trying to make this other mom feel comfortable about this, but it's playing, it's, it's doing damage in my thoughts and it's also doing damage in how I treat my kids and how I just live out my life as for my family. So I need to figure this out instead of just feeling like I'll just go along to make them feel good and to make me feel a part of the group. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's so good. How do you make time for being mom of Vivian Vanna and also Mm -hmm. um, business owner and also author? How do you do it? I don't want to say balance because it doesn't seem like that. I Mm -hmm. I don't really love that word. But how do you manage all of it? And, and especially like if you have a book deadline, how do you manage your time? That's a huge thing a lot of people ask me about is managing time. Yes. Okay. This is a great question. And it's so funny because I feel like my, I've had like a really busy couple of weeks and, um, we thought one of my daughters was sick last night with hand, foot, mouth, which is like just, you know, that's not just like a one day of being Uh -uh. out of school. 
whatever. And my husband was like, well, do you need me to come home? Like, should I do that, this? And I was just, like, so calm. He almost thought I was, like, passively aggressive <laughs> mad about it. And I was just like, no. I said, I think I'm really just, God is just testing me and living out this message because so many times I, I, I see those things as so inconvenient to my plan. And there's a quote in the book, um, I think it's in the chapter on margin, but it's by Elizabeth Elliot. And she basically is talking about like, if, if what you, what doesn't happen in your day doesn't happen, it's cause God did it. It wasn't supposed to happen. It was your plan, but it wasn't God's plan. Mm, and that yeah. thought has shifted so much for me because I do make very big plans for my day, for my life, whatever. And I have had to start my day praying, especially in really busy seasons, Father, help me to do exactly what you're calling me to do today because we will not be able to do everything that we want to do. And I don't, I think if we live in a constant state of discouraged because we aren't doing everything we want to do, we will be miserable. And honestly, that's been me before. And I talk about that in the book too, just like how every night I'd have this state of the day address with myself and I would go over all the things I wanted to do and then I would see how it came up short and I went to bed discouraged every night. Mm. And I think this does have to do with being a one, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. But to absolutely. just feel like we can't base how we feel about ourselves or even like what we're going to do based on our to-do list. And I know that's like one of those things where like God's not sending you a list because that would be really simple, right? If he just mm -hmm. was like, this is what I have for you today. Yeah. But I think just recognizing that God has a plan for your day. And if things don't happen, you know, we might just need to be more in tune to like knowing what is actually on his list and what's just on my list. Mm, that's good. That's really good advice. So do you have certain times of the day where you have where it's your business time and is it when your kids are at preschool or do you have or you have sitters for them? Do you have that? Is it detailed like that in a normal day? Yes. Yes. They both go to school, uh, not full time school, but mm -hmm. enough to where I have plenty of time to work. Mm -hmm. And obviously, like I just would love to do a thousand more things. Like there's always yeah. more stuff, especially for the book launch. There's always uh, yeah. more stuff that I could be doing. And that's pretty much what I told my husband last night, mm -hmm. you know, cause he's like, well, do you need the time? And I'm like, well, would I use the time up? Yes. Yeah. But if I don't get it, am I going to be okay and mm -hmm. not cry about it or be grumpy? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I want to be able to say that. So, mm -hmm. you know, like I want to live that out because I know it's possible because of what God is calling me to do. Yeah. In the book, you told a story about expectations. Um, I think it was Vanna that was, um, I don't know if it's Vanna or Vanna. Anyway, uh, she was uh, got up from her nap early. And so you're on the computer. You had to finish this article up and then or a blog post. And then she's under the table. And you're thinking you're going to get it done. And then you don't get it done. It's that expectation that you're. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's where, that's when you get grumpy. And that's yes. why we have to come to the Lord. And what do we say to the Lord when that happens? God, I'm just going to rest in whatever you had for me today. And you know, go love on my kids and know like that whenever I get mad at my kids for waking up, like what mm -hmm. kind of, like when you think of the reality of that, what if somebody got mad at me whenever I woke up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it's just a funny thing. It's like, I, I'm sorry. Like I couldn't help it. And you know, mm -hmm. obviously like you, 
if your kid's fighting bedtime, you got things to figure out. But like, just in general, like, do I really want to get mad at my kids Hmm. and feel like they're an inconvenience just because they woke up? That's, it's just not, when we really think about it, I feel like it just takes down this, like, this, are are just tense shoulders basically and it just helps us to relax and just know like no let me just go enjoy the fact that they're awake right now instead of being frustrated with it Mm. so good so good all of your book is chocked full of practical examples there are so many things like I love that you started out with the part one that's surrender you know it's really Mm -hmm. about our hearts of just surrendering it before the Lord then you replenish, which is part two, and then develop part three, connect part four, which I love. And then the last part is called thrive. And I love that. I think this is a super practical book, but I feel like it's a book that every mom should read. If you're, or even, you know, like your twin sister, Nat, she's going to read it before she has kids. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. Oh my goodness. To have this tool, um, in our repertoire before we become parents. I think that's huge. Um, so I I love it, and I hope everybody gets their hands on it. Tell me, when is it coming out, and where can they pre-order it? It's coming out April 9th, and you can pre-order it at any bookstores, um, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Amazon, Christian Bookstore. Um, and then if you do, you um, we do have some pre-order bonuses. You can go to valmariepaper.com. Okay. And one of those, you kind of mentioned... Like, my dream for this book was that it would be, like, a resource that somebody would, like, just keep in their closet and, mm-hmm. like, be able to go and reference stuff. Yeah. Um, and we weren't able to put, like, a reference guide in the back, but we did create a printable um, that has each chapter title or uh, each of those, basically the words that you were saying, yeah. emotions, flexibility, they have that, uh-huh. the truth, the or the lie, the truth, the Bible verse, and the prayer. Oh, that's um, awesome. So you could just, like... You know, if you're if you're frustrated, you could just go sit in there and go, what what am I believing right now mm. that is keeping me grumpy? And you could just I I'm snapping my fingers, like just turn it around on a dime. And I know yes. we always feel like that seems phony to like things don't just switch. You know, like it needs time. But like in these situations, mm-hmm. it's we're hurting ourselves because we're believing a lie. So as soon as we believe believe the truth, we're gonna. It's going to shape us differently. So. Yes. And it's instant. I love that. It's like a quick reference guide. Yeah. It's right there. You know the lie. You recognize it. And then you turn it uh, to pour truth in you. And then it comes out to your kids. Yes. Love yes. That. Exactly. Like this is not a book about parenting, but it right. will affect how you parent. Yeah. But yeah. there's also, we have, um, I think you know this, but Fresh Start for Moms is the devotional that's coming out the same day. Okay. And- Yes, it is 100% different content. It's 31 days of a devotional, similar format to the way we did Fresh Start for um, our prayer devotional. Oh, great. Um, But it's got questions for the morning time and evening time. If like you're saying like, I just want to spend 31 days intensely, like just really changing this habit, you could read Grumpy Mom first and then do this and just dedicate a month or challenge yourself, do it with a group and just like, the whole heart behind the journal was to, or the devotional was to just like keep pounding in the truth in such a way and giving you questions to think about it so that you can really make the change and not let it just stay like really good information in a book, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's great. Okay, so I love that. Where can people find you on social media? 
I am at Val Warner, and it's W-O-E-R-N-E-R, and everything else is at ValMariePaper.com. Yeah, and that's great because I love that um, you have a team that is amazing. Every time I've emailed them or asked them a question, they um, get back with me quickly, and you as well. And I love that you have been so relatable for us that are watching you on Instagram and buying your prayer journals and walking through um, motherhood with you. I feel like you're so relatable and I, I'm so grateful to know you. So thank you so much. Thank for you. Coming. I love chatting with you. You're so fun. Oh, and I mean, I of so course fun. love your accent. So, Oh, you're so, <laughs> you're so sweet. I never know I have an accident, an accident, <laughs> an accent until, um, I talk to somebody else and they're like, yeah, you got an accent. I'm like, oh, no, okay. okay. But what would you leave somebody with today? Okay. Say that, um, they are in the trenches. They're going to buy your book. What would you yeah. say the one thing about your book that you want to communicate to them? Yes. Oh, this is a great question. Okay. So um, what we have been hearing just from the early people reading is that whenever you start reading this book, you're going to start noticing more grumpy mom moments in your days. Mm. And don't be discouraged about that. Be encouraged. I will compare it to AA, but you have to realize you have a problem before you can fix the problem. So just take that as you start to notice more grumpy moments in your life, take that as a sign that you are, you are starting this journey of hope and it is, you're going somewhere good. It's not, it's not a roadblock. It is just part of the journey. So Mm -hmm. I hope that's good. That's good. I love that. Okay. Well, I always ask real quick, I always ask my guests, what are they eating? What are they reading? What are they loving? And so I need to know, what are you eating, reading, loving? Okay, well, I'm literally currently eating Zaps craw taters. What? <laughs> Sorry, they are chips, and okay. I'll, you'll hear my bag. But they're from uh, they're from Louisiana. They're like a New Orleans brand, but okay. they're spicy Cajun craw taters. They're just a spicy chip. Okay, um, okay, there you go. So I'm you... eating that. Okay. What was the next question? What are you reading? Reading. Okay, I'm reading. I'm still reading this. I feel like I've probably told so many people about this book, but <laughs> when God when people are big and God is small and it's all about just like how we value other people's opinions more than God's. And I really just wanted to read it to prepare my heart before the book launch so that I'm not yeah. this like roller coaster of emotions every time, like yeah. good things are said and bad things mm-hmm. are said about it. So mm-hmm. this book is amazing and I cannot wait for everybody to get their hands on it. Oh, what are you loving? I forgot about that. What are you loving? What am I loving? Yeah. Um, you know, I just got back home from uh, spring at the silos in Magnolia yes. and my, my little girls didn't come this time, and so it was six days away, the longest I've been away from them. And I'm just loving being home and playing with them, as silly as yeah. it sounds. And I think reading this book for, like, the 20 gazillionth time right now, mm-hmm. it's like every time I read it, I just find more and more joy mm-hmm. in motherhood. So they've just – it's been fun even to just play Legos, which is not something I, like, mm-hmm. inherently just love to do, but yeah. – but yeah, you are now. I'm loving you with them. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And how was Spring at the Silos? I didn't even go there. What was three words or two words that described Spring at the Silos? Like oh. two adjectives. Um, fulfilling and encouraging. Mm, why? Um, we got to talk to so many people who have our journals. And we, when you think like, why, why does this journal sell? We know now <laughs> after talking to so many, they share it with their friends and they get their friends addicted to it. And mm-hmm. just like, it's just so cool to hear. Like, we're like, you guys are the ones who are doing this. I feel, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. 
Love I wish it. I give shares of the business or something. <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> You're so sweet. Well, I will put all of these links um, for your new book um, from Amazon or from at valmariepaper.com, and I'll put my uh, affiliate link to order um, the Fresh Start for Moms and prayer journals. I'm loving my yearly. I love it. My friends that Yay. I shared about it, and they are using it, and they love it. And so yes. I keep having people come up to me and say, hey, I ordered that journal you talked about on your podcast. And so it's it's fun when your fr- your personal friends do it as well. That kind yeah, of that's awesome. Excited. So um, anyway, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I cannot wait for everybody to get their hands on your book. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Ren. I enjoy talking with Val so much. I am loving her book. It's coming out April 9th. Grumpy Mom Takes a Holiday. You will really, really love it. I have so much of it underlined. But I wanted to tell you that you can find all of this, all the links for the book that she's reading and her book and all of her prayer journals are going to be in the show notes. If you go to renrobbins.com slash podcast and go to her episode, you will find all of that there. And don't forget about our summer series coming up June. 7th, go ahead and go to your podcast app on your phone and subscribe to the podcast. So each episode will drop right into your app. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram and Facebook at Friends of a Feather Podcast. Hope you have a great day. Remember, we're all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends. Bye.